Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Haunted Estate here with your host. Yes, that is me, of course, Selena Myers. Have you bought my book yet? I hope you have. It is available on CreateSpace, Amazon, and if you're in town, directly from me. I hope that you enjoy it. So far, people have been. We've got nine uh, chapters of some very crazy things that have gone on um, in my life, things that I've been to. I don't think I really talked about it on the last podcast, but I just want to get a bit more reviews and what people think of it before I talk too much about it. So please, if you head over to thehauntedestate.com, you can purchase that book there. All proceeds from this book are going towards the podcast, along with a small donation to the mental health services in um, Woodstock, Ontario. As I've mentioned many times, we have had a very large amount of suicide uh, in the teen community. So a couple pages in, there's a little dedication to those teenagers along with letting you know that a part of that proceeds will be going. And also if you do order it online and you would like my signature or a little message, I am going to be sending nameplates. So take a picture of your receipt and send it to me. I'm really hoping that you guys enjoy this book. It's more than just ghost stories. It's, uh, it's a bit of a look into my soul, <laughs> definitely for sure. So tonight we're going to get into the episode, not quite sure what it's going to be about yet, but I did want to also tell you guys, I am starting back at my job on Monday. It was I was off for almost two years, very, very sick. I got better and I knew I had to get back to work. Um, this job is eight hours a day, six days a week. I'm starting on graduated hours, so the first week should be good. I don't know if the podcast is going to remain being every other day because I don't get enough content from people. If I was getting more calls, there would definitely be more podcast. If, if I was getting calls and stories, I could put one out every day. But don't forget also that we do have a contest running until August 12th. If you call in your story, I'm going to be choosing three winners to get a free book. So don't forget to do that. Call toll free 1-877-260-3428. Everything in this podcast is paid out of pocket. That's why this book is really going to help pay for the podcast so I can bring you guys some quality stuff. Um, the podcast will never end. That's something for sure. I love the way that it has brought the paranormal community together. Now on to something fun. I had a paranormal group drop by the Haunted Estate page and give us a like and kind of introduce themselves. So I reached out and asked them what they were about so I could talk about them on the podcast. So this is what she sent me. They, as a group, actually, three women. We are an all-female paranormal investigation team. 
We have been investigating together for five years and have traveled all over the U.S. We've also investigated with some of the top professionals in the field. We are currently filming a pilot for a TV show about us being an all-female team, as there is currently nothing like that on TV. Please have your listeners like our Facebook page and visit our website. Our link is on our Facebook page. So if you head over to thehauntedestate.com, underneath blog episode links, you will see the title of this episode. There you will find links to both their Facebook page and their actual page. They are from Nashville, Tennessee. They were founded in 2011. Um, I'm just looking at their page right now. Here's a short description. We are an all-female paranormal team based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Our team consists of one skeptic, one sensitive, and one believer. Oh, I like that. I love that because you have a bit of a balance. I like when you have, when you get a bunch of believers together, a bunch of skeptics together, or a bunch of something else together, that's when you run into, you know, dramatizations and, and stuff like that. It's always good to have people of different beliefs like that. So um, I'm just going to read a little bit more. Here's a long description. Uh, Our goal is to focus on pursuing paranormal facts, the afterlife, by providing knowledge and experience in a serious but fun atmosphere. At each location we investigate, we speak to the spirits with respect and never provoke any responses from them. We look to our angels for guidance and help when communicating with the spirits. Love, light, and laughter is the only way we communicate. We have investigated with some of the top professionals in the paranormal field and have also investigated some of the most haunted places in the U.S. Now, that's really wonderful. I went over to their website. Uh, They have a Wix page. They have uh, Periscope. They have links to follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then over here, it says, exciting news. We are filming a pilot for a TV show in the fall. Watch the teaser above to see what we're all about. Stay tuned for more info. Took a little break there to watch the teaser. Super interesting, super fun. Actually, the music had me really go, and I'm like watching and I'm waiting for something to jump out. So that is really cool. That is ppfinvestigations.wix.com slash ppinvestigations. So make sure to head over and check that out. And hopefully we also talked about doing a Skype call. That way we could get the ladies on the show and we could talk about maybe their coolest investigations, where to find their upcoming show, and uh, how you can get in contact with them. Call in, tell us your ghost story. Double three, one eight seven seven two six zero three four two eight, and visit us at thehauntedestate.com. Before moving on to some creepy stuff, want to say a huge shout out to St. Louis, Missouri. They are our like highest downloader for right now. Holy crap. There's a lot going on there. Then Las Vegas, Nevada, Holland, Woodstock, Canada, which is where I live, Baltimore. Uh, what else do we got here? Good Lord. Independence, Conroe, United Kingdom, Houston, Texas, Bakersfield, Chicago, Toronto, Mesquite, Sherbrooke, Beercroft, Woodside, Andover, New Bedford, Bellhaven, Oak Forest, Hyattsville, Grain Valley, San Antonio, Texas, Aberdeen, Tulsa, Grand Rapids, Collingwood, Washington, West Haven, Australia, Guelph. Those are the top people downloading our podcast right now. Um, By people, I mean people from those towns like St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri in the last 24 hours we've had over 758 people download from there so that's kind of a big number actually and that must be wrong (laughs) most popular episode right now is hometown hauntings and UFOs so now I'm sorry I'm yammering moving on 
So I found an article that really pulled in my interest. It's called The 15 of the World's Creepiest Unsolved Mysteries. So when we talk about mysteries, there's so many topics that this can go over. The Loch Ness Monster, murders, just weird phenomenon. And you got to wonder, is there a scientific explanation for everything? Personally, I know that so far there hasn't seemed to be. But some of these that I'm going to read to you... I'm, I'm curious of your opinion. What do you think is paranormal? What do you think is scientific? What do you think is just straight up weird? So let's move into that. The Bermuda Triangle, Bigfoot, and Loch Ness Monster are just some of the most famous fables and unexplained phenomenon of our lifetime. But sometimes the scariest mysteries aren't so far off, like the coasts of Central America or the Loch Ness waters of Scotland. Sometimes true horror doesn't remain in the movies, but can be found all around you. Even with the onset of new and advanced technology, there are still many events and phenomena in the world that remain unexplained. Whether it be sudden disappearances, abductions, unsolved homicides or suicides, or unidentified lights in the sky, there are many things that defy explanation. The incidents on this list have been studied, re-studied, and have inspired tremendous controversy and speculation, ranging from the mysterious death of Elsa Lam to the haunting radio call from someone claiming to be an Area 51 employee. The 15 unsolved mysteries on this list are incredibly frightening, and some have been covered by major news networks. Authorities and investigators remain baffled and disturbed by them, and now, so will you. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The House That Bled In September 1967, a house in Atlanta, Georgia, belonging to a Mr. William Winston and Miss Minnie Winston, was subject to something straight out of a horror film. On the evening of September 8th, 1987, Miss Minnie Winston... Will Winston stepped out of the shower and noticed spots of blood on the bathroom floor. Alarmed, Minnie alerted her husband and the two of them searched their entire house. Frighteningly, they found blood on the kitchen, in the bedroom, and the basement floors, as well as smeared all over the walls. Oddly, they even found spots of blood under their television set. They immediately informed the police and the house was investigated. The blood was tested and found that it didn't match the blood types of either William or Minnie Winston. While some believe the Winstons were the victims of a harmless prank or that their home was subject to a break-in, 
To this day, the source of the blood remains unknown. See, that I find very, very curious, because was this just a silly joke? Was it animal blood? Or is this something residual? Did a murder happen in this house decades and decades ago, and only now is it starting to replay itself? I'm curious if anything ever happened again, or, or else does somebody have crazy dementia <laughs> and did that to their spouse? There's a picture of them, and they do look like a very senior couple. So number 14, alien abduction, Betty and Barney Hill. The story of Betty and Barney Hill is perhaps the most famous alleged case of alien abduction that has ever been reported. On the evening of September 19, 1961, Betty and Barney Hill were driving back to their home in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, after a vacation in Niagara Falls. They saw an oddly shaped craft in the sky and stopped to get a better look. After continuing on down the road, they claimed that the craft got closer and closer eventually enveloping the car in a beam of light, at which point they entered an altered state of consciousness. They came to realization that they had traveled about 35 miles south, with only a vague memory of how they got there. When they got home, they realized their watches had stopped working, and Betty's dress had been stained with a pink powder of unknown origin. Through hypnosis, the hills recollected an encounter and Betty had claimed to have asked the alien where they came from. She was shown a star map. In 1961, the star map Betty drew showed no resemblance to any known area in space. In September of 2015, nearly 55 years later, a statistician claimed that the star that Betty drew closely matched the Zeta Reticuli system that was closely studied in the 1990s. Some believe that this new development proves the Hill's story to be true, and if so, one of the only instances known to be contact between humans and extraterrestrials. Lots of alien stuff recently in the podcast. That's something that I haven't had a actual experience with aliens. I've definitely seen stuff in the sky and been like, Adam, alien, for him to tell me. Selena, that's the plane. Look closer. Um, but after my brother's experience and my brother being a no bullshit, like no bullshit and just very skeptic for him to have an experience and to truly like tell me about it was, is something that really makes me believe him. And there really wasn't an explanation for like what it could have been. So anyways, moving on 13, the Zodiac killer. The Zodiac Killer is perhaps the most famous, infamous serial killer in American history and has been popularized by the major motion picture Zodiac, starring, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. The Zodiac Killer, who operated in California in the 1960s and 70s, was confirmed to have killed five people, but could have possibly killed as many as 30. Aside from the horrific and grueling manner in which the murders were carried out, the Zodiac Killer literally made headlines by sending letters to a number of San Francisco newspapers. He demanded that his letters be printed on the front page or he would keep going on a killing spree. In the letters, he referred to himself as the Zodiac and included a cryptogram, saying that the cryptogram was cracked. They would have his identity. Although numerous professors and wannabe cryptologists have tried to crack the code, numerous lines of it remain undeciphered, and the true identity of the Zodiac Killer remains unknown. That's always a really cool one. Is it really a code or is it just a psychopath? <laughs> Number 12, emails from the grave. 
In June of 2011, 32-year-old Jack Frose died of heart arrhythmia. Although his death was sudden and uncommon at the age of 32, what was even more strange was the six months after his death. Family and friends allegedly received emails from the departed Frose. Tim Hart, a close friend of Frose, received an email that read, Did you hear me? I'm at your house. Clean your fucking attic. With the subject line, I'm watching. Cleaning Hart's attic was something that Frose and Hart had discussed shortly before his death. Hart sent a reply to the email, but has yet to receive a response. Family and friends of Frosé state that no one had access to his email account or even knew his password. Although some believe it was a family member trying to help others cope with their loss, or someone playing a cruel prank, no one knows for certain how these messages were sent from the grave. I have this thing where I'm like, if I die, please leave my Facebook open. <laughs> First, I definitely want all the people who pretend they're my friends to write down how much they love me, even though I haven't seen them in years. And but the other thing is, like, I wonder how things are down here. They had to be pretty hooked up with technology wherever you go. And I'm sure that you might not be able to access, but you can, like, watch your Facebook. But could you imagine if you just had enough power to, like, send one email out? And Come on. Would that be the email you sent? Personally, I think that that's somebody just kind of screwing around or maybe it was like an old email that just came in or, or something like that. Or hell, maybe it's a ghost. I've seen weirder things. <laughs> Moving on, alien implants. Throughout many years, people have claimed to be abducted by extraterrestrials, some of which go further to say that they have been experimented on and implanted with unknown objects. Dr. Roger Lear devoted years of his life extracting said objects, finding things beyond explanation. He said the findings from the extractions were very unusual. When foreign objects enter the body, it usually results in some kind of acute or chronic inflammatory result that may include fibrosis and cyst formation. But this was not the case in Lear's extractions. The metallic objects extracted were encased in a tough gray membrane, closely resembling skin-like material. Moreover, one implant in particular emitted a strong radio frequency while still in the host's body. After extraction, all the frequency emissions ceased. Is all the result of hysteria, pop culture, influences, and people just wanting attention? Or is something else going on together? Well, for me, if there's more than one person from different places in the world having the same thing in their face, that's a little bit more to look at. <laughs> Next up, number 10, Lars Mittank. German tourist Lars Mittank, 28, was on vacation in Bulgaria when he got into a fight on the beach. He was taken to a hospital afterwards to be treated for a ruptured eardrum and given a prescription for antibiotics. He was told not to fly for a little while. So he told his friends to go home without him, and he stayed in Bulgaria. Alone in his hotel, Lars called his mother in a panic, saying he was being followed by four men, and told his mother to cancel his credit card. He was also paranoid about the prescription he was given, questioning what the drugs were really doing to him. Lars was last seen on video footage, walking through an airport. Moments later, he's seen running in the opposite direction, having dropped his luggage, he runs full speed out of the airport across the parking lot and to this day has never been seen again. 
That's a very curious one. Um, I wonder if having a ruptured eardrum, I forever, I'm going to look skeptically at things, even though what I've seen, you always need to do that because so many things seem paranormal that aren't. But first, you know, ruptured eardrum, could that be weird? I know that I have problems with my inner ear and sometimes it causes me to become very panicked and kind of like disoriented feeling. So I wonder, you know, maybe he ran out there or and he killed himself or and he's never been found. But that's one that's definitely curious, especially if people were following him. Who knows what that could really be. Next up, go ship the SS Orang Madan. If fables of travelers lost at sea or tales of ship left deserted and abandoned on the vast ocean seem like nothing more than fairy tales told around the campfire, think again. The SS Orang Madan was a real-life ghost ship whose horrific tales sound like something straight out of a Stephen King novel. In June of 1947, two American ships picked up distress calls that held the following message. SOS from Orang Madan. We float. All officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge. Probably whole of crew dead. I'm dying. During the rescue attempt, crews from the rescue vessel claim that none were alive on board and that the ship was littered with corpses, found with eyes open and no signs of injury anywhere on their bodies. Apparently, a fire broke out in the cargo hold, and the Orang Medan and the rescue party evacuated the ship, letting it sink into the sea. Strange. Next, Kendrick Johnson. On January 11, 2013, the body of Kendrick Johnson was found stuffed in a gym mat. The cause of death? Accidental asphyxiation. Authorities claimed that Johnson climbed into the mat to retrieve a shoe and got stuck, eventually suffocating to death. Not buying it? Well, neither did Johnson's parents, who hired a, pi a private pathologist, Dr. William Anderson, to examine the body. Anderson found hemorrhaging on Jonathan's neck and concluded that the teenager died from blunt force trauma. Anderson also found that several of Johnson's organs were missing and that the body had been stuffed with old newspapers. The gymnasium in which Johnson's body was found had three different surveillance cameras providing three different angles of the gym during the time leading up to Johnson's death. Suspiciously, no one had any of the footage and nothing was released by authorities to show Johnson getting into any altercation or climbing on the mats. Even worse, footage from two of the cameras that captured Johnson seemed to be Johnson seemed to be blatantly edited, and the footage from the, camp, from the camera that captured the most activity was blurred beyond recognition. To this date, no charges have been filled, and his death remains a mystery. Wow, so that's super weird. Um, wouldn't you notice if you were doing uh, like a look over on the body, you would notice that the organs were gone, especially there's pictures of him here dead, and he was obviously very dead for a long time. Um, I'm guessing, like, I've looked up decomp, like, this is a few days. It's probably, like, four days or something like that. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I don't even know what to say about this one. This is really strange. Like, to have old newspapers in there? Like, was this maybe, like, steal him, harvest organs because my wife is dying, and then put him back in there type situation? Anyways, we'll go to number seven. You'll never find him. Amy Marie Fipitson was found dead in her hotel room on May 14th, 2011. She had committed suicide and left a note and left nothing but a haunting note that said, you'll never find him. 
referring to her son, Timothy. Three days before her suicide, Fry Pitson checked out checked her son out of school, saying that there had been a family emergency. There was no emergency, of course. Instead, Fry Pitson took her son on what appeared to be a mother-son adventurous trip, with thoughts at water parks and zoos. Fry Pitson's husband told interviewers that his wife had suffered from depression, but the one thing that seemed to turn their lives around was the birth of their son, leading many to question whether Fry Pitson would have it in her to murder Timothy. Did Fry Pritzen kill her own son before taking her life? Did she leave him under the protection of someone she trusted? All these questions still remain, and that Timothy Fry Pritzen has yet to be found. I hope that he'll be found. He looks young enough, though, that he would, you know, blend in with another family if put there. But at the same time, if she loved her son so much and she was going to kill herself, it kind of makes a little bit of sense that maybe he's gone. Um is really sad to think about that's just my my own opinion curious what you think you can always head over to the haunted estate facebook page or my email and let me know your opinion on things i'm always around i like to chat number six diet love pass from now on we know that snowmen exist on February 26, 1959, nine missing hikers were found dead. Their tent had been torn apart. Two of the corpses were found in their underwear, barefoot, next to the remnants of a fire. Three more bodies laid between the campfire and the camp. Approximately two months later, the remaining four bodies were found buried under 15 feet of snow. The clothes of the hikers were said to hold radiation, and their hair had become gray. Although most of them had been in their 20s, some people believe that it was an avalanche. But there were no external wounds on the bodies, and one body was missing its tongue. As well, their footprints remained visible in the snow. Mysteriously, the campsite was out in the open instead of next to the forest, suggesting that they were frightened to get too close to it. Even more frightening was a note found near the bodies that said, from now on, we know that snowmen exist, scrawled on a piece of paper. Some believe the Soviets had been testing weapons in the area and the hikers had simply gotten caught in crossfire. Other speculations range from alien abduction and experimentation to the existence of a yeti or similarly unknown creature. After the initial investigation, the files were locked in a secret archive, archive only to become available in the 1990s, but mysteriously, some of the files have gone missing. So that is a curious, curious case for their hairs to turn gray and like, oh, that's one of those times where it's just like, I wish there was just cameras everywhere, which is terrible. We don't want that. But at the same time, how weird would it be to see what happened there? And how weird would it be if there were cameras everywhere? There is some crazy stuff that's been caught, but to like actually see the crazy things that are going on would be insane. Now, next, this is a very, this one has got me a lot. It makes me very, 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 very curious. I've seen the videos. Um, strange story. Strange story. The mysterious death of Elisa Lamb. On January 26, 2013, Elisa Lamb checked into the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. She was assigned a shared room, but fellow room occupants told the manager about her strange erratic behavior, and she was moved to her own room. Surveillance footage from February 1st shows Lamb cowering in the hotel elevator peeking out in the hallway and quickly turning into the elevator again as if she was hiding from something or someone. 18 days later, on her birthday, I mean on my birthday, 
18 days later, her body was found in the water tank on the roof of the hotel, having drowned in it. It is still unknown how she got onto the roof, with the door being locked and alarmed, or how she got into the tank, which has no fixed access and was high enough that a ladder had to be brought up for workers to look at the water. The elevator footage in this case has been received by millions and had millions of views worldwide. It can be seen here. Really weird. This um, link, along with any article that I do use, will be underneath the episode title, underneath blog episode links at thehauntedestate.com. Click this. Check it out. I'm really curious what you think on that one. Next, lights over Phoenix. Perhaps the most widely witnessed and documented UFO sighting in history, the Phoenix Lights, are one of the most famous mass UFO sightings of all time. To this day, fanatics and investigators continue to study footage of the lights. On the evening of March 13, 1997, thousands of Phoenix residents looked up at the sky, hoping to catch a glimpse of the Hale-Bopp Comet, but instead saw red and orange balls of light hovering over the city. That same evening, reports flooded across the entire state of Arizona of a V-shaped craft slowly moving through the state. People claimed the craft was nearly a mile wide, larger than any aircraft known to man. The U.S. government still claims that the lights were nothing more than a flare test, but to this day, the lights remain unexplained. Number three, the disappearance of Maura Murray. I think we've talked about this one. Yeah, we did, but let's go over it anyways. On February 9th, 2004, Mar- Maura Murray lied to her university professors, saying there had been a death in the family and that she had to travel home for a week. Four days prior, she received a call while at work, which she reportedly burst into tears. No one, including her father, know who the call was from or what the call entailed. On the day of her disappearance, Murray crashed her car heading east on Route 112. A school bus driver who lived nearby told police he saw saw Murray and asked if she wanted him to call the police, and she declined his offer. The bus driver was last to see Maura before she disappeared. Eight years later, on the eve of her disappearance, a video was posted on YouTube titled Happy Anniversary by username 112Dirtbag. The video shows only an old man's face covered in shadow with a brick wall behind him. In the video, the man laughs hysterically and ends it with the words, Happy Anniversary on a black screen. The video has been linked to to Murray's cold case, owing to the fact she went missing on Route 112 and the interviews. Her father referred to her daughter's kidnapper as a dirtbag. No one has seen Murray since, and the man in the video has not been found. Whoa, okay, so. This we didn't know about. That is really creepy. I'm going to pause this podcast and go find that really quick and tell you if it's still on the internet for you to see. So I found the video. It is extremely unsettling. It actually kind of made me feel kind of scared while watching it. I had to stop it. Um, it there's a new... They deleted the the first account, but obviously someone had taken the video. And and um, the guy, you can tell what he looks like totally. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> I'll leave that for you guys to see. I'll post, I'll post that video also uh, underneath those blog episode links. Tell me what you think. Be prepared. Just somebody laughing like that is really creepy. So, the hum. Reports of the hum have come from all over the world dating as far as 1970s. People have claimed to hear an eerie, constant, low-frequency sound that has no visible source. Some don't hear it, some hear it, and some are unbothered by it, while others have been said to be brought to the brink of suicide. 
One example of the hum in Teos, New Mexico, had enough reportings to involve investigations conducted by scientists from numerous, numerous universities to locate the source, but no explanation was ever found. One explanation is that the sound comes from the movement of the Earth's crust. Some conspiracy theorists blame the government tests and mind control, which a low-frequency noise is directed towards the population. Support for this theory came from a disturbing case in 1970, which Medford, Oregon, became a suicide capital of the United States overnight, with a rash of unexplained suicides. It was said that researchers found that an ultra-low-frequency wave was being transmitted into the town from a nearby military base. However, this theory has never been proven. Weird that they say that. Because recently, on like the news pages on Facebook, people have been like, hey, have you guys heard that noise? And they've talked about that phenomenon. Um, and then think about it, we've had this weird rash of suicides of younger people. Which, the only reason I say that it's weird is because I know that at certain ages, you can hear things on frequencies. Um, compared to when you get older, you can't hear them. Weird. Think about it. Next, Art Bell Area 51 phone call. On the evening of September 11th, 1997, a highly popular Art Bell radio show received a call from a disturbed, frantic man who claimed to have been employed Area 51. This is a transcript of the phone call that took place. Caller. Hello, Art. Art. Yes. Caller. Hi. Um, I don't have a lot of time. Um, Art. Well, look, let's begin by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Caller, frantic, A Area 51? Art, yes, that's right. Are you employed or, or are you now? Caller, breathing heavily and frightened. I'm a former employee. I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago, and I've kind of been running across the country. Oh, man, I, I don't know where to start. They're going to they'll, they'll triangulate this position really, really soon. Art, so you can't spend a lot of time on the phone, so give us some, some quick... It can be listened in full detail here. There's a YouTube link there so you can hear it all. So, at this point, the radio station suffered a mysterious loss of transmission. And when they got back on the air with their backup system, the caller was gone, adding for even more speculation. Days later, a man claiming to be Area 51 caller called in again and confessed it had all been a hoax, but that he was even frightened by the loss of signal at the time of the call. He claimed he often was calling in and whacking as, acti as wacky characters, although some say the caller was forced to make that claim and that there was an actor hired to impersonate the previous caller. Ooh, very interesting. That was a fun one. Sorry, today was a bit of a longer episode. Just really wanted to get through that for you guys. I found it really interesting. This is probably one of my favorite episodes. So I love you guys. Please, I'm sorry there won't be very many episodes this week. Or maybe there will be this week, not more the next week. It's just... Work is intimidating. So I love you guys. And please, as always, check us out at thehauntedstate.com and get in on that contest. Call us toll-free, 1-877-260-3428. Been two days, no calls, so you got a chance. Have a great night, guys. And I'll see you in, I guess, not the day after tomorrow. A couple days. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.